Welcome, podcasters. My name is Pixie. My journey as a podcaster has been very exciting, learning everything I can to make myself better. I started having a deep discussion with other podcasters on Twitter Space every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you have a podcast or want to start one, join the conversation. This is Project Podcast with Pixie. Soon we'll be joined by more podcasters as we go. Today's topic is breathing life into your podcast, whether it's just a beginning podcast or you're like me. I am on season three of my podcast. We do 25 episodes every week. It just seems to keep getting better and better. I want to talk to you guys and kind of figure out how do you breathe life into something? How do you reinvigorate like what you're doing? Do you take time off, refocus? I know that Abigail, the manic pixie weirdo, she doesn't have a co-host. It's just her and she is just just grinding it every single day. So let's talk to Abigail first. How do you breathe life into a podcast where it's just you? Can you hear me? I can. Okay. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thank you. Pretty good. <laughs> I have to like keep on top of myself because it can become like kind of a slog. Uh, at some point, I suffer from depression and anxiety. And if anybody knows anything about that, it, you have your good days and your, your bad days, just like everybody else. But on those bad days, sometimes it can be real bad. So I try and like, what I do is I keep a schedule as far as like, like I have episodes set all the way through like November right now. But then I... Uh, I do my solo episode like kind of the week of to keep it fresh and light. Um, and that's sort of how I have figured out that a way that works for me is just is planning ahead with interviews, with the interview portions. And then for my solo kind of keeping it fresh and just like doing it the week of that, like, you know, kind of the assignment is due sort of a thing so that I can gather my information, gather my thoughts, and make sure that, like, you know, I'm not, like, completely off topic when I talk about something. <laughs> so that's kind of a little bit about, like, what I do. Have you ever taken a break? Do you do episodes, or is it just, do you do seasons, or is it just straight on through? No, it's straight on through. So I release one episode every week, Saturdays at noon. Those are my, I've taken a couple of breaks since I like kind of got my shit together on doing the podcast, which was like March or April of this year, I've tried to pretty, pretty adamantly be consistent about like putting out an episode every week. I definitely cheat. Like I'm so cheating. I'm doing this the cheaty way because like I'll have my solo episode and then I'll talk to somebody else and interview them the same topic. So I really only have to do like, one episode every other week it's super cheating but it works for me so i don't consider that cheating i consider that like bonus episodes you're still doing the same amount of work right you're still you're still recording a whole episode 
you just happen to have a guest on your show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's about the same topic. And really the idea with that is that, like, so you'll have, like, my personal thoughts and feelings on the solo episode where it's just me sort of, like, screaming into the void. And then the second, like, the week after that is it's the same topic, but I interview somebody else to kind of, like, get their thoughts, feelings, and, like, experience strength and hope and, like, kind of their what they're doing uh, with it. So I still it's less about me and more about their thought process on the subject matter. Um, at least that's the goal. That's the hope. Very nice. Yeah. Let's talk to poor, poor Torch who came in late. Boo. Just kidding. <laughs> put me on the spot. <laughs> I am. I am. What about you? How's the podcast going? And I know that you're doing more Twitter spaces. Mm -hmm. So you've kind of, got into this reimagining what you're doing for your podcast my first year of podcasting I, I did what 210 episodes which pretty much is the equivalent of if a person did one a week we figured that would be almost four years of podcasting material and i did that intently so that the second year which i'm in now i could really focus more on the technical uh, side of things focus more on being a better I don't want to say interviewer, but communicator, conversationalist, re, uh, reinventing and coming over to Twitter spaces actually is a lot more refreshing, a lot more professional, and it has sort of the same feel as podcasting. The only difference is that I'm not uploading any episodes. So that's not the only So how did you, so I know that you're doing a lot more Twitter and you're doing a lot more deep discussions kind of like this. Mm -hmm. Are you recording those? Are you are you breathing new life into to what you're doing? Who who you are as an individual? I'm simply I don't even know how to answer that because to me I'm simply I'm just not thinking I need to answer that. I guess I'm just simply taking Twitter Spaces and, and, and again just using it like podcasting. Obviously I I requested my archives, so I just have to go through everything and then I can upload it to Anchor and then let it get on Spotify. But I you no, know, I really don't. I really don't see any major difference um, other than, again, I don't have anything uploaded, but I'm gaining more traction using Twitter spaces. So that's why my focus is more on Twitter spaces. I have, what, 6,600 plays on Anchor and still counting. So, I mean, those 210 episodes are still holding. And they're actually getting more plays now thanks to Twitter spaces. It's it's ironic how that's working out. Do you feel it's breathing life into your podcast Absolutely. then? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. 100%. How does uh, the rest of the Take Flight Squad, um, how do they feel about Twitter spaces and being on there with you? They love it. Because you have to understand, we, well, me in particular, was getting trolled heavily on Podbean. Racial epithets. Uh, I had a few death threats, which I told motherfuckers, you don't know what I've been through. So if you really want to go there, I'll take it a whole different level. All type of buffoonery, as I call it, on, on Podbean. So they love the fact that with Twitter, it's professional engagement. No stupid shit. And again, their following and their engagement level is starting to go up. If you want to be frank, I think podcasting is such a fine line that you have to walk with that shit. And it's a hard line to walk. Sometimes alone isn't a bad thing. You don't have to deal with so many other egos. Take Flight Squad, think, though we all have egos, we don't really clash with our egos. We may clash with our indifferences when it comes to our opinion, but we don't clash with egos. So they love it. I think that's a good thing. I mean, if anybody has hasn't 
spent the time in Torch's uh, late night Twitter spaces, they're some of the best deep dives. Me, Abigail, uh, even Digital Dissection and Jeff, I mean, we've been in your spaces and it's, it really depends on the night, but you, you've brought some really good people in together. It feels like a podcast, except for it doesn't have, like, there's no expectations to stay the whole, the whole time. I like it. I like the way that you're, you're managing it. I like the way that you're bringing people up as your co-host. I like, you know, how long it is. It feels really good as a podcast, even though it's not quite a podcast. I, I thank you so much for saying that. And I say this often to a lot of people who know me. I'm like, I don't think I will be discovered or not discovered, but I, I don't think my podcast is going to be like the shit the dude want to stick. I don't. And it's not to discredit myself. It's just, I don't think that necessarily, quote unquote, podcasting is my strongest suit. Okay. I know conversation, having conversations and, and just conversing, that definitely is my strong suit. And Twitter spaces is showing that. So it's like, I'm, I'm really riding that wave and then it's just kind of transcending over to podcasts. And it's so weird how that's happening. Um, so to hear you say, I'm um, taking Twitter spaces and holding these organic conversations and, and bringing people together. I'm like, so in a state of awe over that because I didn't think I could do that. And here it is. So I'm thankful to hear you say that. Well, can I ask you, because we, me and Mr. J have thought about doing live Podbean, you know, that's their art. It's going live is our next step into breathing new life into our podcast. Like we just got, me and my husband just got done editing the video for the first episode of season three. And so I've been trying to get my co-host, Mr. J to go live on Podbean. Would it be worth it? Or do you think it, it's just toxic? Being a Podbean affiliate. I guess I should say the PC thing and say, oh, hell yeah, it'd be worth it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not, but here's why. People have to download that app to find you. Um, it's not like Twitter. And that's what I love. You know, damn near my grandmother has Twitter. So it, it's just a matter of the right hashtag or, you know, the, the right person retweeting, whatever it may be. But you, you'll have more, more of a uh, supporting type of feel, in my opinion, with with Twitter rather than just having followers. And those who know me, I say I'd rather have supporters all day versus having followers. Supporters, support. Followers, follow. So I, I can I can give you that all of my quote unquote followers, there's it's few and far between with the support. I get a lot of podcasters that are my supporters, but then I get a lot of other people that are following me and Sometimes I'm like, who are you? And why haven't you interacted on any of my dumb tweets? Come on. I'm just like, just say something to me. That way I can interact back with you. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> that is so real. And and I will say that on Podbean, you know, if you get a good core during your live podcasting, they can in interact with you and, and you know, give you some, some uh, feedback. But I don't know. It's just the following on here. I mean, fuck, I, I'm damn near averaging, what, like 20 followers a day now on here. And these are like truly, truly people who have the same interest, which means way more than some random person coming in to, to a, a live podcast and just, you know, shooting the shit. 
So I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's where it's at. It's just, there's a lot of people fucking it up, in my opinion, with some of the bullshit that they put on in their spaces, but to each their own, that kind of just makes it easier for people like you and I and all the other greats in here to hold meaningful spaces rather than talk jargon or harangue. So I agree. Um, I had somebody, and, and their name is hilarious because they, they follow me on Twitter, and name is We Help Podcasters. And they asked me, hey, I help with editing, marketing, content production for podcasters. Want to schedule a call to talk about your about helping yours and i said no thank you and then they like well can you tweet us instead like um well i get i guess i could or i did them with them before that post i don't even know if they're still following me uh yeah they're still following me so but it, it's it's awkward when you just send out a dm and you're just you know give me a retweet it is a little awkward i'm trying to make more meaningful connections with people because at this point i i probably clout chase too much guys just to be honest i'm not i'm not going to lie i might have been a, a bit douchey and you know i just like meeting new people and talking to new people sometimes the things that i post on twitter is just because i i kind of wanted a little bit more interaction because well let's be honest i started as a podcaster because i was lonely and so i i reached out to my co-host mr j and we kind of podcasting fills a void and i'm sure that there's a lot of other people in here in this space that podcasting has filled a void for you as well let's talk to digital dissect when did you guys hit your milestone uh it was this week it's it's whatever no big deal. No, it's a huge deal. Tell us, tell us all about it. So we hit, we hit our uh, five thousand download this this week. We didn't get too wasted last night, so we, we were very, very measured in our response. Yeah, I, for the folks that are in here too. I mean, I I'm very thankful for everyone that supported us, and and yeah, I, I really do, really do appreciate everyone who's listened in so far. I think it's awesome. Do you guys do breaks at all? For your podcast, so we just started in April, uh, well, like tail end of March, and we've been going strong weekly since then. And uh, a lot of it was because we didn't really know what idea for a season made sense for us. So what we just did was, you know, we had our topics mapped out for a while, and then that was kind of the the roadmap that we went with. We do plan to pretty much create content until the end of the year since we've been a weekly since since we started but we'll officially call that like the end of season one and then season two will be a little bit different next year with some breaks built in but yeah so far that's been the plan nice do you are you guys going to plan out some bonus content and how long are you guys going to take a break for yeah we we have uh bonus content that we, we've already recorded some of it and it'll basically uh, carry us through the holidays so that we're not having to, you know, record regularly or anything like that. So the break for us is probably going to be uh, in fun, like six weeks, maybe eight weeks, like two months. Content that'll still be coming out during that time frame. And then, yeah, we're going to do a big planning session here in a, in a month or so and get the rest of it hammered out for season two start. What are you guys looking to do to make it fresh when you come around to a whole year? Because a lot of things change in a year, right? Yeah. I mean, for us, it even changed just a, a couple months into season one because we 
we knew we wanted to talk to other podcasts and invite people on and really keep the forum open as far as what kind of guests we wanted to uh, interview. And then as we made requests, things just opened up. And so we've become a balance of continuing to do like pop culture content that we like and then mix it in with interviewing people as they come through so that we're not banking too hard in one direction and then, you know, making sure like the spirit of the show isn't lost in there. So, so between that and then keeping it fresh for like season two, we're planning on uh, releasing like video content since, you know, all of our episodes are technically video recorded and then we adapt the audio, but it's really more of a, a way to kind of cater to all the different flavors that are out there and what people like to consume and continuing to learn from yeah the people that check in with us. That's awesome. That That's really awesome. For each new season that we do for the podcast, we do new artwork and new music, and we kind of sit down and have a discussion of where we want to see the podcast go. Yeah. Is that is that what you guys might be thinking about is new artwork or? I think so. I mean, I, I really do think that an evolution of the art is a, a good way to just indicate, you know, change overall. And whether that's just going from one season to another or, you know, maybe interpreting, uh, like you said, that the a different direction. You know, I, I, I agree that just in general, if you do something you know, too much and too often, the whole diminishing returns law just creeps up on you. And whether it's uh, different guests or different types of topics, we're, we're like really looking forward to doing more panel oriented stuff for some of the topics that we've begun to out. and then having other folks weigh in on it, I think is going to be a really big uh, thing for us. So yeah, we, we don't want to give away everything. But at the same time, like it's, it's fun. We're, we're not just, you know, moving past the uh the milestones and everything but we're we're really happy with how things are going and excited for next year i mean you haven't even hit a year in and you're already at five thousand downloads congratulations i mean that's that's huge and you know one way to breathe life into your podcast is is to celebrate the wins right guys ah fantastic go ahead I saw you un undo your microphone digital. Oh, I, I was just saying, like, we're, I, I don't know, we're just trying to stay, like, within um, that creativity level that we've had. Like, that's the big thing. Like, we've really been, I wouldn't say we're getting granular with it, but we are starting to look at what topics people have really responded to. What was really encouraging for us was that we had a really big interview with uh, Josh Sawyer of Obsidian Entertainment, and he was one of my favorite video game developers. And that episode really took off as we expected it to, because he has a very strong uh, social media following and he is very active on social media. So we thought, OK, there's some built in audience there. But the the confidence builder for us was that we developed two weeks of shows that were just related to Trey Parker and Matt Stone of you know South Park and various different movies. As we started to see the performance of non-interview episodes take off, that's where we realized, OK, we do seem to have a pulse on some of these and that'll maybe factor in some of the directions that we go uh, next year. Awesome. Uh, that's It's awesome to hear like other podcasters just having wins. So congratulations, guys. Let's talk to A Walk Within. He's changed your logo there for a second. And how's everything going with your podcast? Yeah. So, so first of all, thank you for uh, the feedback on that logo. I uh, 
received a lot of feedback on the logo being too simple and uh, I kind of liked it but uh, then I found this image and uh, I was working on some of the graphic design related stuff found it thought it looks cool changed it and yeah so I think it's it's now more uh, deeper and darker as compared to more brighter version of the earlier in a way it's it's a good indication that uh, I would want to go a little more deeper in the storytelling part of stuff so in a way, it's good. From a show perspective, uh, things are not that uh, great, uh, I must add. There was a huge spike in the early August and the momentum was building a lot and everything. I don't know what happened. Maybe I just lost track of all the social media interaction and advertising or marketing the show. But uh, all the numbers, they just dropped down. I'm more or less... Uh, not available these days on all the social medias and everything promoting the show and all because I it's kind of a self-sabotage situation with me wherein uh, I released an episode uh, The Intuition like two or three weeks ago and uh, I've decided to build that entire story into an animated chart because I feel that story and there's so much in that that I really wanted to convey through visual medium as well. So I created the teaser for it and it looked amazing. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I started going down the rabbit hole of animating the entire sequences and creating the scenes and storyboarding and all that stuff. Yes, I did learn new things and all that. But what it did is I kept reading the episode because I have everything planned on that front. Thing on social media that you do a lot and, you know, you enjoy a lot, I find now don't have time to do all that anymore and because as i said it's a self-sabotage right so that's when i i blame myself not uh, the content or the people who are listening to it i mean i'm still thankful for some of the folks who are regularly and religiously listening to every episode that i release yeah i mean that's where i am right now i'm just hoping that uh, thanksgiving is the day wherein i want to release that short if i can do that then by december i would be wrapping up the first season uh, i have all the stories and ideas planned for it so that's is there any way you can get somebody else to manage your social medias if you're so busy i you know it might sound a little odd but i don't feel that uh, they would have the right uh, strategy and understanding of uh, the work that i'm doing right so and you know i this is all personal stuff right the connections that you make and like i'm talking to you and every time i join your spaces there is a recognition and everything right and it's just one man show here there's no other person doing anything right so i just want to keep it more personal because let's be real rather than just chase a particular business plan and something god i hope that someday we would be in a situation i would be in a situation that the show is so big that it would be hard for me to manage it Personally, I do enjoy interacting with uh, all the followers that I have, or at least some of them who are actively engaged with me. So that's why I'm not uh, expecting anyone to come in and manage the social media for me. Hey, Pixie, can I can I? Chime yeah, in? go for it. No, go for it. Oh, um, I think as I hear as I hear this intelligent brother, it reminds me of a book I read, and I'm hope I hope I, I don't say this backwards. Hopefully, I'm not too stoned and my dyslexia kicks in, but I believe it was the 2080 rule and not the 80 20 rule, but the 2080 rule when it comes to business 20 percent you and then you're getting 80 percent others to do the back-end work if you will because i definitely burned out that first share podcast and i had to take a mental break i can't recall what episode it was that really really got to me 
think it was the one with the sex trafficking that like really, really got to me. And I had to take a mental break because I was doing so much promoting and editing and production. And then I don't believe in the script. I'm trying to come up with topics and yada, 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 yada. Sorry for the airplay. Uh, but I feel like you have to be able to trust several other people when it comes to like, okay, here, handle my social media, handle this side of things so that your focus can really be pleases you the most. And if that is strictly just having conversations slash interviews and your mind has to be there, but if you're doing damn near everything, that's, you know, that, that takes a fucking toll on someone mentally. So I just want to say, you know, a little food for thought. I absolutely agree. You know, the delegation is the best way to gain and increase your productivity. So the, I'm I'm totally aware of it. This sub, this is something that I did not plan in the beginning. I overestimated my capabilities to learn new stuff and all that. So that is one of the reason. And you know, while I'm tired right now and feel like, oh, you know what, what why did I sign up for this and everything? I'm actually enjoying the process a lot. Yes, it has some negative impact on the show's performance and all that stuff but i still think that all the content that i'm releasing is definitely worth anyone's time like i've spent more time on the immersive audio design for the stories part of uh, the last couple of episodes yeah the interaction part and again for me social media yes i do have a, an instagram but i hardly post anything over there my only actively engaged social media is twitter and that's where i still you know check it once in a while but earlier i used to spend a lot of time that i'm planning to maybe come back into the fold probably in a week or so because uh, i made some good progress on the entire effort but uh, i i do agree with you that delega- delegation is a huge skill that everyone should have and i mean we have to value our own time right if if we don't value our time no one else will considering all that but as i said there is also that personal connection effort to me this is not a particular uh, business that i want to become overnight millionaire or something for that this is more of a personal passion projects right so i just want to stay true to it and that's why i'm not uh, currently looking to delegate some of my responsibilities on social media for example i did have a gentleman from argentina working with me he was handling my entire facebook related engagement and everything he did a great job would highly recommend him but there was no no true connection to what exactly what my show was all about and what i was trying to achieve and everything since i did not care enough about facebook i personally don't have an account over there i let him run for it as i said you know if my heart is not in it then i don't feel like you know yeah these are the things i should pursue true word i myself i run the social media and my co-host he does all that but over the week i have been learning how to edit and it is it is not an easy job to edit a podcast and he has been learning how to market the podcast so we're sort of trying to branch over into each other's realm and help each other out when it when the podcast needs it so i completely understand when when you don't want to hand over something that is very personal to you to somebody that may not have as much experience with with the podcast as you do. I mean, kudos for you to give up give up control on on Facebook. Uh, I'm not a Facebook person, so my co-host, he runs the Facebook. I completely agree with you. Yeah, w- one of the thing that uh, Lauren Passel, I mean, she's she is wonderful. What she tweeted a couple of days ago or maybe week is uh, being an indie podcaster, we have to understand one thing that 
as much as time you spend on creating the podcast, you have to spend equal, if not more time promoting it uh, everywhere as well, because, you know, those organic listens would not flow in automatically to you. So I'm, I'm painfully aware of those uh, situations. You know, evidently, apparently, I can see those things in my numbers as well. But uh, as I said, the the creative aspect of creating a podcast and telling those stories and sharing those memories and sharing the philosophies around it is the primary reason for me. Uh, that's why I'm more biased. I mean, I bring myself up for failure if I continue down this path. I just started basically in six months, seven months for me when I started this. So I'm enjoying that creative process a lot right now. Maybe once I get more mature, much, much smarter with my entire arrangement, then I think uh, I can switch the gear and start expanding in multiple directions. And at that time, I definitely would delegate most of the stuff and I will just keep the creation part of it to myself. But till that time, my social media manager would not be able to enjoy this conversation with Torch and Pixie. So that's how I feel. Right? <laughs> yes, uh, it, it's it's interesting of how we jump into these spaces and how we connect with one another. Right. And it it's really, it's gold, huh, Torch? No, this, this is definitely gold. I just, it came to my mind when I've listened to, to, to your podcast, Podcast Father's Podcast, Abigail's Podcast, Jen Malliard's Podcast. It, it from a from an athlete's mindset, it reminds me that if you stay prepared, when when your number is called, you'll you'll slam that shit. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that is like the most important thing. As long as you are prepared, you'll never have any problems with podcasting. Yeah, Th- that's how I feel. Me, I'm a mo- shit comes in my mind regarding topics. I'll write it down on a notebook. I have a thick notebook of topics. Um, there have been times during one of my, my podcast episodes where, yeah, I forgot the fucking book. And so I'm like trying to wing it during my Mopra moment. But I just, I, I, the episodes where I was so prepared and I'm not talking about the script, just like mentally prepared, like in that fucking zone, I've slammed them. And then the ones that I thought were for shit, I've had people be like, man, that was probably one of your best. And I'm like, are you crazy? When it comes to editing and promoting, marketing, those three to me, you're going to spend way more time doing that than actually a recording. You know, like the recording to yeah. me is like the, ah, <laughs> you know, like, fuck, that's the easier part with the editing, promoting, marketing. That's that that mofo right there. So I just say, right. you know, keep keep working at your craft, obviously. Um, you have that passion. You can hear it. So, but the other stuff, uh, I think the other stuff will fall in line when the mother universe allows it to. That's working for me now. All those fucking episodes I recorded the first year, it's like now they're getting traction and I get to sit back and relax. Right. Well, not relax, but sit back and, and, and keep being prepared and keep working on what needs to be correct. No, that's perfectly said. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to add to this was uh, in previous spaces, we've talked about so, uh, social evolution and not to get too much into the academia side of things, but we, when you look at how countries develop and how they evolve over time, it's it's not fair to put countries up against each other on the same timeline because there are different things that impact you know how they come around and how how they uh, how they evolve and so I I look at you know any kind of content creation the same way um, if you you know if you feel like you're in a rut or if you're 
if you're looking at uh, trajectories and things like that, like I would just focus more on you want to do. I mean, that's what the best thing about independent or independent podcasts is that no one's telling you what you have to create. No one's telling you what you have to mention. And so if you're if you're still enjoying that part of it and you're still having fun, like you've mentioned in the content creation, developing it out, you know, that that's where it might be more beneficial to to ask for, uh, you know, someone else's look in if you're if you're concerned about it or something along those lines and uh, get other opinions and continue to grow in whichever way is the most beneficial to you or meaningful. Hey, Mark, that is that is so spot on because Pixie will tell you, like, I'll reach off, reach out to Pixie. This is some good feed, y'all, so forgive me. Um, but I'll reach out to Pixie. And man, like, you know, from the nerdy episode that I'm going to have here in Twitter space tonight to whatever the fuck, man, like, I'm, I'm sitting there with a fucking notebook, gaining all that information, reaching out to her. I totally agree that being open and receptive is probably, yet again, another key component for this world of podcasting. Yeah, but it, it, it applies to anything, not just, it's not just limited to being a podcaster, right? Being open to new ideas is the way, is the only way to grow. Otherwise, if you, if you think you know everything, then the growth stops. So I'm always, always open. As I said, I mean, I, you might not have the entire background uh, about it, podcasting and everything else. But the shorter version of it is I had a very successful career in IT program management, but I was, I was making enough money but it started it stopped being fulfilling to me after a half years so i just left my job and started doing podcasting as a full-time job because i wanted to approach my own life more creatively and reminisce my own memories and my past experience more creatively through short stories both fictional and non-fictional and that's where i started doing it and as i said the the story the thing that i'm creating the entire animated chart for is about a guy who just one day wakes up to a newscast about himself from the future and he leaves his job to become a concert pianist it resonated with me a lot because somehow or maybe you know i'm being pompous about it i felt more connected with that story and that's why i started seeing those images flashing in my mind which i which I am now trying to animate and put it out there. So this entire creative endeavor of creating something new and the stories. So the stories I used to tell in the beginning of the show, it would have a music bed and everything. Now I started getting more into, I've changed a lot of voices. Like in one episode, I had seven different voices that I played. So to make conversation in the story more interactive, then I had uh, planned the entire sound design for it and had so I've recreated the entire war from the medieval era with all the sound effects and everything in one of the episode. Now it might not do the numbers that my earlier episode with a simple uh, music bed did, but I'm still more fulfilled and content when I released that episode. I knew that you know this is one of the best work that I can put out and that there was some satisfaction in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the, that part of the process a lot more. I'm certainly not discounting all the other necessities that we, we all have to deploy to make our podcast a success and everything. But for me, the intention, you know, the, the real reason why I started podcasting is to pursue those creative endeavors and I'm enjoying that process. So from a broadcast performance, uh, from a business or commercial perspective, it's not doing that great. 
but for the fulfillment reason that I have going above and beyond of my wildest expectation. I know it's, it's a little contradicting, but uh, life is never st- straightforward, right? It's always shades of gray. There is no white and black. So that's how I think. It's a beautiful way to think, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you're breathing life back into your podcast. You're enjoying the creative podcast process. Yeah. There's no wrong way to do it. And I do, I do think you're doing fantastic. Don't worry about the numbers because last week's episode, when I had Project Podcast, I said the number one listener should be you. If you're not enjoying it, why are you podcasting? The FJ Podcast, how do you breathe life into your podcast? Um, I basically just take breaks every so often just to keep myself from winding down. So currently, actually, I'm in a, on a break right now. It was planned for a couple of months. And then ironically, uh, we had a situation in my house where we lost, we had a gas leak in our house. This month I've been dealing with that. So I really haven't had time to podcast anyway. Now that that situation's taken care of, I'm uh, ramping up to hopefully have my first episode in a month uh, come online next week. You can call me Ed. The, the problem is, is that I'm terrible at remembering people's names. So it's not me trying to be rude. It's just the way my brain works. So if you change the name of your uh, of your page or if you change your picture, it's really hard for me to focus. <laughs> so <Okay>. uh, <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I appreciate that you come in here and that you're willing to be up on stage and talk with me. Well, it's my pleasure. So you take breaks, you do all of this stuff so you don't get burnt out. That's great. I mean, is there anything else you think other podcasters would know, hear or know that um, to keep them? fresh and invigorating into their podcast? Uh, my base, my number one thing I would say is basically to make sure you have an idea of what you want to do before you do it. The next episode that I'm doing, I've actually been planning for several months. I was just waiting for the right time to do it. Profiling a Scottish filmmaker named Bill Forsyth, who he found, but he hasn't made a movie in 22 years. And because he's a Scottish filmmaker, who movies were made in the 70s and 80s, a lot of his movies aren't available in America anymore. So I've also wanted to have a fresh view of those movies and have had trouble tracking several of them down. Uh, one of his movies, his first movie, for example, hasn't been released in America since a VHS tape in the early 80s. So trying to track it down uh, has been quite a chore, but I finally got it. So basically what I do is, you know, for, for my podcast, which is about 80s movies, I make a plan of whether I'm going to talk about a specific filmmaker or a specific actor or whatever it is. And then I map out what I'm going to talk about. Everything is fully scripted. When I record, I have no problem spending five or six hours recording a one hour episode just by recording a section, listening to it, and then maybe seeing if I need to do an instant re-record because something didn't sound right or I didn't, I found a different way to convey an idea after I wrote it and recorded it. So just make sure that you keep yourself fresh, make sure you keep yourself open to instant changes and don't be afraid to take a break every once in a while. For example, I decided to take a break at the end of June, but I recorded an episode specifically for the podcast when I did an interview with uh, Podcast Father and Jeff told me when 
he was going to be releasing that episode. I wrote and recorded an episode to kind of bounce on his his interview with me because I've had a lot of people tell me they've seen a bump in their numbers after um, doing an interview with him on his show. Be collaborative with others, part of the community, and be open to anything that is going to come your way, even if it's in the middle of a recording. Fantastic words, Ed. Thank you. This is the second time you've been up, and you just have such good things to say. You know, I really, but I really enjoy like this deep dive with all of you guys because this is how I learn. This is how I I learn to do stuff. This is how I get new information. The the way that helps learn podcasting the best because even though I'm only in there is so stuff that I need to learn myself to do better that's fantastic Go really ahead, quick Joel. before we move on uh to uh, roll one dash one I do want to give a, a shout out to Ed because when he joined our show when we uh, reviewed Idiocracy I mean he has so much knowledge about cinema and and the film industry and so if you haven't listened to his show definitely go go take a look because i kind of just sat back during our interview and just marveled at what he knows and it was i mean i've listened to that episode of our show you know afterward because of that because you know i was taking in so much while we did the interview i, I couldn't pay attention to it all <laughs> There's there's so much there, so much fun. So seriously, go go check out his show if you haven't yet. And and seriously, thanks, Ed, man. You, you've been you've been awesome to work with. Well, thank you very much for those kind words and congratulations on your uh, big milestone. Very ha- proud for you guys. You guys do an amazing job. I try to listen whenever I can. You, you get, I mean, I've been doing this for more than two years, and I'm not jealous that you guys only started seven months ago and you're already surpassed me. Not jealous at all. You guys deserve deserve your success and you should be enjoying this moment because uh that's a pretty big that's a pretty big milestone that i'm hoping to hit in the next week or two you'll get there man oh yeah ed do you have a pin tweet about your podcast i, I, gonna... I changed the i changed the, the pin from time to time there is one up now uh to be completely honest i don't even i did it a couple of days ago uh, it just says we're less than 100 listeners from hitting that 5,000 mark which well, was prompted I, by marking his five thousand mark, and so yeah, I I've shared got it up in the in the nest if anybody wants to see, and then I'm going to share that on my page. Let's uh, see if we can get you that because that's that's huge. I was excited when we hit hit that mark, and and it's just fantastic. Yeah, it would be it would be nice. Go ahead, Torch. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a drive through. That definitely would be dope. Shit, I did that on Podbean as well. It took me four months to do that. The secret, I, I feel like you got to engage. You got to engage your ass off. That's what I'm learning on Podbean. People love the way I engage. Plus, it didn't help or it didn't hurt that I was giving away $50 every week if you guess a certain question. But this is, I feel like that, that, that listener engagement is a motherfucker. And there's not a lot of podcasters that I've seen on Podbean that do that. They chase numbers on Podbean like crazy and they get upset when they don't reach you know, a certain goal but they don't really engage with their audience on or off and that is so freaking essential i fully agree because i don't have a lot of i haven't had a lot of time in the last two months to engage because of the house problems and stuff and i've definitely seen a a decrease in the numbers since uh, i went on my uh, sabbatical it's just one of those things where i am a little lazy 
and I sometimes just don't feel like engaging. I just kind of crawl into my hole of dealing with my own personal issues from time to time. You definitely, you know, then there's so many, so many different platforms you need to to deal with because now, you know, do I concentrate on getting people to listen on Apple? Do I try to uh, hit the charts on on Good Pods? Try to get people to review. It's just, and now, you know, there's more, more and more and more platforms and where you know, like Billboard music charts. You know, you want to know what the number one song in the nation is. I can go to one place and find out. But with podcasting, I have to look at Google Podcasts. I look at the look at Apple Podcasts, Chartable, Good Pods. There's just too many places now where I have to spend time trying to get an audience. If I neglect, if I spend my time focusing on one, I'm neglecting 20 others or 40 others, and soon it'll be 80 others. I just wish there was a place where I can get all my numbers in one place so. and just not worry about every every single platform there is because there's just too so many let me platforms. Ask you, uh, see, me growing up in Chicago, having a, a, a shy town mentality, being a hustler, I'm telling you, man, I don't worry about numbers. You can't really worry about numbers. You really, if you start fixating on numbers, mm-mm-mm. like for example, are you on search? Like if I if I went up to the search field and put your podcast ad, would it would it populate? Would it would it would it actually come up with your listings? Oh so yeah, that's all you yeah, got to worry about. We're we're pretty high. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty high on Google. And then, like ironically, one of my most popular episodes was about a, a producer named Don Simpson. He produced uh, Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop. He was a pretty big producer in the '80s. He died of a drug overdose in '94. All of a sudden, about four months ago, the numbers for this specific episode skyrocketed. Because iHeart Media decided to do a 24-part like series about his life, people were looking for that podcast, but it found my podcast one 35-minute episode instead of 24 half-hour episodes. So it's just really funny where I sometimes find my audience unintentionally a year and a half after I even recorded that episode. Yeah, but but yeah, if you look for film, and then unfortunately, um, before I started doing a podcast, there was another group of people who called themselves film jerks with uh, an s at the end who i'm not affiliated though i've had uh, had my website filmjerk.com for more than 20 years maybe they like the name i don't know but sometimes if you look for film jerk you'll find film jerk that's what the fj stands for film jerk it's just weird how god i just lost my train of thought i'm sorry but you're completely right about not trying to solely concentrate on numbers i'm not because if I were, I would be definitely grinding myself out every week, week in and week out. I'd have a hundred or plus more episodes instead of 61. That's how I keep the show fresh for me, is to take breaks, to not worry about the numbers so much. I want to get to 5,000 just because it's so close. I, I'm less than 75 now uh, from hitting that. So I just want to hit that milestone so I can get it out of the way, not worry about that. No, I dig that. But I just... I. I just, like I told Pixie this before, I was like, I'm not going to ask people to follow me on, on Twitter. This shit happens, it happens. And it used to drive me when I was part of the anchor group, but I, was, I would see people say a follow for a follow. And I'm like, yeah, but you can just go play my shit, put your horn down, aka your phone down, walk away, and you're not even getting, you know, that, that you're not even even hearing my, my, my episode. And I know a lot of people who do that. I had a few friends tell me they did that with mine. And that, that actually hit me to the fact of like, well, yo, if I'm asking people a play for a play, a follow for a follow, again, you're not really supporting. I mean, yeah, the play button on my shit and 
walk away. But like, I don't really want it like that. Like, I, I love when I hear people now tell me, yo, I didn't know you had episodes that fucking deep on your podcast. And I just laugh. So I'm like, a lot of people don't know that shit. But I'm not going around trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to give an exchange. Again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a street mentality, shy town dude. I, I get my, I'm independent all the way. I'm a Los, I'm a Los Angeles oh, boy. Shit. We do things a little differently over yeah, here. I you. But I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I've got, I've got a core group of listeners who we, you know, no matter how long I go between episodes, when I post a new one, I see a certain amount of, of people who are downloading the show and listening within 12 hours and it's it's a core number and and thankfully it's 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 a decent sized number it's not humongous i'm not you know anywhere close to joe rogan numbers thankfully i have a i have a group of listeners who will listen to every show who are friends some are friends some are total strangers some are people that i've only known on chat boards for 15 20 years but they listen and they give me feedback and they are very polite in their criticisms and I listen to it all and I absorb it all in. And so when I see my numbers rise organically, you know, even when I'm not doing any new shows, it just feels good. People are finding the show. I would want to get to a thousand listeners an episode. I'm barely at a hundred on some of them. So I get where you're coming from in terms of the hustle. It's just that sometimes I'm just not in the mood to hustle. You know what I mean? Hey. I firmly believe in this. We all make time for what and who we want. Quick to tell a woman that if I first meet and date her and she don't give me the energy I want, then I'm quick to tell my daughter that. You have 1,440 minutes in a day. So, I mean, if you really want the numbers to jump up, you're going to have to do a lot more engagement. That's all. Okay. Real I hear talk. you. Okay, now, would you like some fries with that, sir? No, I'll take a million-dollar check with that. Sorry. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you talked about you felt like you were in a drive through a few moments ago. So I was just playing off of that. All right, let's talk to World 1-1. Are you back to your microphone yet? I am. Greetings, fellow space cadets. <laughs> so, all right, you have multiple podcasts, and you do multiple <laughs> things, and you're, you have your own Twitter space as well on top of your podcast. How do you breathe life into every are you not stretched thin yet oh thin yet. is putting it mildly but i i solidly am i will say though that dumb as it might sound the the flagship show of our network is honestly the hardest one for me to keep cranking out consistently on a weekly basis and it doesn't always hit weekly honestly like i want it to because of a multitude of factors ranging from run-ins with my own mental and emotional health, caring for and having a partner who has some severe mental health struggles as well, uh, makes it very hard to be able to always keep a firm schedule because you never know when at the drop of a hat, it's like, look, I gotta put some things on pause, guys. Uh, I got to take care of somebody that's a priority here, you know, mix that with whatever else life is throwing at me. And the fact that our flagship show is the one that takes the most work in terms of scheduling, production, editing, and everything else. That's the hardest one to honestly really stay on top of. The other two that we are putting out currently are much easier to handle and keep cranking on a weekly basis, which I may not always hit, manage to hit the same day of the week every week with they're at least coming out weekly. They should, 
those, you know, it's it's nice to be able to kind of put that content out still at least weekly so that we've still got stuff hitting our feed. Helps me feel a little bit better about it all. And uh, it just, it is what it is. But, you know, I've I've been saying for a while now, and I've kind of been talking to a couple of people, I'm like, and I've had a couple of people say to me, it's like, you need a team. I'm like, yeah, you're telling me. I do all the back end for all the shows myself and i don't want to but that's just kind of the situation that it is right now where all the editing all the social all the promo everything is sits on my shoulders and i just handle it um you know and it kills me it's like i would really like to have a team together dedicated to this and building the vision that you know as i am and that's been very difficult to find and put together you know i mean in the meantime too I'm, I'm sitting on a couple of other shows that i would like to start working on and launching but i'm like you know what i'm not even about to dabble in that until i can find the right mix of people to work those with me that won't where it won't just all be me and more on my plate whereas you know i can find somebody that you know gets and follows the the vision and the drive and is willing to take some of that on and help shoulder it with me so that we can build this together instead of just having somebody that's like, that's a neat idea and shows up for a recording and then bounces out and I don't hear again from for a week. There, There's more to it than just this. Have you thought about throwing that out into your listenership and, and saying, hey, I've got an intern position and uh, give sort of see who's listening to the show that is passionate about the show that would, wouldn't mind like a little part of the show and and helping you out i might actually put something out uh now that you're mentioning it i hadn't really thought about it but i i might put something together just kind of a short and chuck it in the feed i'd honestly be surprised if anything turns up or comes about you know comes of it though i mean for five years i've been cranking this out and most everybody else actual listener interaction and feedback is scarce to say the least which makes it very very difficult yeah but if you don't ask on your show true. you're never gonna know i'm sure oh, that that's there's true. somebody that is nerdy that loves the content that has been there that comments on your stuff you probably have somebody but you just need to reach out there and ask no, and you're not wrong, and it's something I will probably end up doing within the next week or so. It's just, but no, I mean, there's, it's what I do, though. You know, I, I try and push and drive on it as much as I can because it's a passion, and there's a, a vision for the one, uh, a higher level of quality of gaming content than the 99% of what's out there anymore just kind of strikes me as rehashes of the same surface level skin deep bs and i'm like you know i want something better and more than that and it's not out there so apparently i'm just gonna have to make it my bloody self yeah and but don't so burn you know that out. you're gonna burn yourself out i see it i see it coming down the pipeline oh i've done it a few times already well i'm glad that you're <laughs> but yeah but no and honestly you know having this on the weekly has been something that kind of helps feed my thought process a little bit. Uh, there, there's some other side effects, but that's at least a solid positive one that I, I take away from these on the rig. But yeah, it's just, there, there are moments as far as, you know, breathing life into 
our shows where I'm like, really wish I could stop breathing life into new ideas for a minute because it's like, here, here's another great idea. Here's another great idea. And it's like, man, I'm stuck because I ain't got anybody to, you know, help me make it happen. It's like, and like I said, I'm not about to try and pull that trigger and spread myself any more thin until some things start lining up where I've got a much more solid crew. And it sucks because I like the people that are in our crew. You know, the as far as actual content goes, there's a real, a real good chemistry there. And it's like, I just need some people to, you know, help shoulder a little bit of this with me too. And that's where it kind of falls apart on the back end. They're wondering like, damn. Am I see? This is why I, I often say I don't feel like my podcast is going to be in a top three or whatever. The the six thousand six hundred downloads I have on Anchor, the six thousand that I have on Podbean, I did no motherfucking editing. Only did only thing I did was take my my cousin's uh, uh, instrumentals because he's a he's an independent producer and add his instrumentals to a few songs and blah blah blah. But I, I'm like shit, man. Like I I really didn't spend all that time. In my first year worrying about like editing, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Are you about to just get this shit wrong? And and, and I'm I'm like I'm I'm hearing so many so many great people kind of like it's like they're overwhelmed to the point that it seems like I don't know, like the editing and the marketing and the promo like all that shit's taking so much like of your energy. And then it's like, I don't know, like I, I feel like I really didn't worry about that shit. Uh, the first year and then when i started to worry about that that shit like podcasting became a bit mundane you know um, it lost the fun of just having raw conversations with people doing what i do best so that's why on twitter spaces i'm like I, i'm tapping back into what made me fall in love with podcasting having raw conversations and not giving a fuck about the back end it's a lot less energy i have to waste that way so i don't know personally speaking that worked for me you know that's just me but i think getting to that happy place all the way around is definitely true balance. And yes, having a squad, take flight squad, that fell in my lap like that. I mean, I manifested that, of course, through through the law of attraction, Mother Universe rewarded. I, I couldn't even tell you how that all came to be. It's just when I saw it, I went out, got it, boom, and we hit the fucking floor running. And it's working. I couldn't even tell you a formula. I really couldn't. I just feel like, fuck all the worrying about the, the editing and, and promoting and marketing, man. Get back to the Get back to the basics. This shit is street shit 101. Listen, if you want it, you got to engage with it. That's it. And if you got that product that everybody needs, they're going to come for you. I'm running this shit on Twitter. I got a product that people want. That's a street mentality. So I, hey, they, Yeah, but you still can't burn yourself out. No, no, out. I get you that. You still can't stretch yourself right. too I get thin. that. But if you're, if you're a person like me who loves to talk, this is my outlet. So to me, if you edit, market, promote, edit, market, all that is the stuff that to me will burn you out. But if you just like to talk, I mean, I, I talk to strangers every fucking day, literally at Wally World, Tarjay. I, I love to talk. So that doesn't burn me out. But yes, ma'am, you're right. That back end shit, that, I think that does a lot of fucking mental torment on some for real shit. I agree. No, I, I feel you. Yeah, it's just uh, a big piece for me is, you know, as far as that, that editing and back end is that, you know, I, I, I take a big point of pride in that I put the love, care, attention, and detail in to try and produce a higher quality finished product than most of what else is out there, though. Like, I may not have a whole lot of numbers, but for the handful of people that do show up, I feel that it's like, look, if you're going to give me your time, I'm going to give you something that respects your time. I definitely dig what you're saying. 
I just feel like this. If you got, a, if you have great content, I'm showing that. If you have great content, you're going to get the numbers. I mean, this proof is in the pudding. I'm not knocking nobody else. I'm I'm saying the mental torment. Like, I, I'm a Scorpio, dude. I'm so fucking anal when it comes to a lot of things. And I've noticed with the editing, I'm like, fuck, the trouble isn't right. The bass is too fucking deep. I get to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I don't even want to do the episode. Like, I just, it drives me crazy because I'm trying to do too much. And for somebody trying to learn that aspect, it's even more like cumbersome to the point that I'm like annoyed. And I'm like, dude, just what you what you do best. Have normal conversations with normal people, which none of us are normal. That, that's a no, I, So, you know, again, to each their I own. I feel you. And I try not to get too far into the weeds on my editing yeah, as yeah. far as, you know, clipping, travel, you know, all that. It's, exactly. But, you know, putting a little bit of production quality into it so that it sounds like something, you know, yeah. my professionally produced. It's like, you know, if I'm going to put out something and expect somebody to give any weight or credibility to what I'm saying or what we're saying, you know, there, I feel like there's at least a, a modicum of professionalism that should accompany that as well. We'll see, like for Pixie, prime example, when you, if you decide to go on pod being live, think you're going to have time to edit that? Nope. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't edit my show. My co-host No, no, but does. I'm saying if you go on pod being live, you can't edit. <laughs> That's that's live. That's why we're doing video now is that trying to run a clean mm-hmm. show all the way through and no stopping, no starting. But it's it's really yeah. hard. So that's what, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like that editing aspect won't be there by being live. You know, you're you're live. So right. That, so, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm kind of saying that. It's hard. It's something that we're we're trying to breathe into the podcast, and it's something that we're trying to do that reinvigorates. And um, well, we just came back season three, and we did a lot of shout outs. We shouted out you, Torch, and then we shouted out Zach down there. Hi, Zach. Oh wow, good timing. I literally just wrapped up with a contest so I could respond. So I didn't hear nice. anything that you said. I just heard my name. I said we shouted you out on the podcast. Oh, well, that's sweet. You need to stop doing that. I don't deserve your attention. I'm just, I'm just here doing that, things. Right. Sure. Well, you know, when when somebody like leaves me re- a review or says something nice about my podcast, sometimes we we kind of go overboard and go, oh my gosh, somebody actually listened to the show, and it's it's been really nice that you support like me and my podcast, and you support so many other podcasts. And you don't have a podcast, but you have, but you're on like five different podcasts. <laughs> I'm I'm not on five, but I do. I, I jump around to different podcasts. Are you sure you're not on five? It feels I like it. Am. I've I've just been on more than five, <laughs> but I'm on I'm on three continuously, depending on who needs me, uh, where. Um, but here we're talking about what breathing life into podcasts, and yeah. for for me, it's. I- not super difficult because the different podcasts I'm on, they have different ways of tackling everything. Two of them are very pop culture based. So pop culture is great because it's always changing. So there's always something new to talk about. And the other one is a movie hype series. So that helps because you're always changing to a different movie or a different series. So it, it really benefits to help breathing life into at least the content. The biggest thing that everybody always worries about is is fatigue and, and being burnt out. And a lot of that comes with the editing. And it depends on who's doing the editing. I do a little bit here and there, but I always get concerned about people that take on the bulk of it. And that's that's the hardest thing for everybody because you can always be driven and want to talk and interact with your friends, which is what a lot of us do. A lot of us started this because we miss seeing our friends and we just wanted to sit down and talk to them again. 
And that's not hard to do. Coming up with good, good content, which is quality is always better than quantity. And that's something that you always hear if you just got into podcasting. And I've only been doing it for about a year as well. It's always quality. You know, don't don't go for the quantity. Uh, people will continue to build over time. True words. You know, you know who somebody in this room, my friend, literally Heather, she all she does is she hangs out in these Twitter spaces and she just she just talks to her friends. She has a really easygoing format on Fridays. How's it going, Heather? It's great. How are you? Beautiful. Fantastic. How do you breathe life into a Twitter space? That's basically a podcast. Okay, so it's actually not. A lot of people think that. <laughs> um, so like a legitimate podcast where I actually interview people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a terrible person No, I'm here. just a terrible uh, self-promoter. <laughs> like I really do a horrible job. And that really probably is like my biggest shortcoming because I feel braggy. So I don't really... Like, I'll throw out, like, oh, hey, I did a new episode. Feel free to check it out. But I, I I try really hard not to be like, oh, my God, here's my stuff. You should totally look at it. Like, Zach used to do shout outs for me all the time, which I don't know if he's still in here or not. But it would, like, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I literally feel like, you know, like, people joke about grifters and stuff. And I'm like, well, hey, my Patreon's pinned to the top of my profile. If you really, <laughs> like, it's just, just, I don't know. I have a hard time with it. But my space is has generated a significant number of sins. So I, I think people are like, oh, wait, she has a website. Oh, fuck, she has a whole store. I Like I had somebody who's been friends with me for months shot me a, a DM the other day and they're like, hey, you actually have some like decent shit on your store. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go buy something if you want to. So um, I'm horrible. And and I think that the, the um, perception of, podcasting has become so negative in so many different regards, especially like maybe not for, for certain ones, like certain niche types of, of them, but certainly from the political aspect, which is where I participate. It's really hard because many, many people perceive political podcasts to be a huge fucking circle jerk of in like irrelevance. Like it, nothing that anybody says is going to matter because I'm never going to compete with Michelle Obama's podcast. Right. So it's like I'm I'm kind of like that girl on Game of Thrones where everyone's rushing and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, but nobody actually hears her because she's being drowned out by everybody. I, I don't know. I just I started it for a specific reason. And I, I have stayed true to that reason, which is, you know, my dad, 10 years ago, he passed away. It was my guy, right? Like he was my political person. So my podcast was an outlet so that I had the opportunity to have those conversations that I don't get to have with him anymore. So even if I don't change the world, I'm still doing what I would do if my if my dad was here, right? So so I guess maybe like I just I don't know that it's just like a stream of consciousness response to your <laughs> to your question, but those are my shortcomings right now. I am so happy that you have your Twitter space because I would have never found you. And I would have never known that you had a podcast. So you need to tell people you have a podcast. <laughs> you, you need to do a little bit of lip service for yourself, for your podcast. It, the spoken word is really what breathes life into your podcast. I enjoy your space. It's not for everybody. Just like my podcast is not for everybody. But this is, this is exactly what I love to do. 
you know, and, and I'm having fun and I'm glad that you jumped up here with us. I, I feel like she's uh, sort of like how I'm, how I'm starting to get the plays on my podcast, you know, with Twitter space. I said that earlier, how my friends were like, I didn't know you fucking had beat content like that. I didn't know you know fucking Rona for info. And, and it's like the little things like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't speak about it. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, it, I feel her. Like, it is weird. Even when I, when I play back how Jeff, aka Podcast Father, has me, has me, you know, as part of the intro. Like, that shit is so weird to me. It's like, like I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel so, like, nervous when I hear myself, like, played back when I, when I look at the picture, like I, I get what she's saying. I really, really get what she's saying. I have to stop talking to my daughter so much. I'm saying like, I get that from my baby. It's weird. Like it is so weird. It is so weird. Keep doing your thing because Twitter Spaces is beautiful. And the people who don't know what you got, they are going to know what you got. Miss literally Heather. Thank you, Torch. And thank you, Pixie. I love I love it when Pixie gets to stop by. Um, and for anybody in the room that ever wants to, I host at the same time every week. It's 6.30 Eastern time on Friday nights. You guys have come. I, uh, I accumulate over the course of the week articles that have taken place. And traditionally, the theme is government overreach. So anytime that, you know, I feel like there's an, an opportunity to discuss even sometimes foreign policy, but I, I, it's all things that have happened over the course of the last seven days. And we kind of talk about in a perfect world, how would we approach that situation differently? It's kind of like a hindsight is 2020 situation. So um, we get into some really deep philosophical debates sometimes, which is always really fun. Um, there's a lot of foreign participation, which I really love seeing ourselves from the outside in. So anybody that wants to come is more than welcome to. I love you guys so much for giving people a platform to do this. You guys have a great day. You too, Heather. If anybody wants to jump up here and talk about what they're doing, I I really want everybody to be able to have a platform to talk about their podcast because that's what this discussion is, is we've got so many wonderful people that have been in the industry. They've been in radio. They've, they've had multiple podcasts. They've done lots of stuff and you don't know somebody has done or what they're doing unless you ask them, unless you talk to them. Uh, sometimes they kind of play themselves off as, oh, they're not as good as other people. And they'll say, you know, there, there is a better podcast than us. But I say, Let's talk to those guys from There's a Better Podcast and see how they breathe life into their podcast. You like that transition, don't you? That, that's what they say in the business as a segue, right? That's It was effortless. That it is correct. Right into I that. Am, ah, I'm getting so much better at segues, guys. <laughs> hey, this is Mike from There's a Better Podcast. As always, I'm the only one that ever, I think I'm the only one who even knows our Twitter login for our crew. I can kind of sympathize with a lot of things that were said earlier as far as trying to breathe life into it. And I'm, one point that came to me is that listen to other podcasts. Imitation is the sincerest uh, form of flattery, right? There, you hear something on another podcast and you're like, wow, that was really, really good. I'm like, how can I do something similar? or make it my own, or it spawns a different thought. How about trying to do something like that? I, I don't know. We do a podcast review, because our podcast name is There's a Better Podcast. We have to give you a better podcast every time. And so I listen to a new one almost every week and try to get through as many episodes as I can, besides my crazy uh, personal life. And that's given me a lot of ideas and stuff like that. Unfortunately, kind of like what everybody was saying earlier when this one first started, I have two co-hosts that are, um, they're very 
they like to, they like they're very analytical. They like to think about things all the way through. Then they think about it again. Then they reflect on their thinking. Then they think again, <laughs> and they have to rein me in where I'm a guy that just wants to go, go, go. Let's try it. Let's throw shit against the wall. Let's see what could possibly come of this. Keep on trying it over and over again. So it's led to so much. I don't want to say it's it led to some resentment because we're trying new things and yet they don't want to fail at anything. So they just have to think about it. So I finally I'm spending all that, taking all the energy I have for myself, and I'm going to spin out my own podcast by myself. I'm still going to be part of this crew, but I'm going to go do that and put all the energy and kind of refocus that so I can quit driving them crazy and they can quit driving me crazy. But my only is listen to a lot of other podcasts. You inadvertently support them by the listens anyways, and two, you can pick up some other things or it might spawn something in your mind like, wow, that's a great idea. Or what if we did this with that idea? Or... Like what we're doing right now is I'm in a podcast league with a bunch of other podcasts for uh, fantasy football. And it created, like, I didn't know some of the people that were in there. And we were bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff like that. I listened to theirs and try to get stuff from there. That's cool. Like I said on my show, um, don't Yoko Ono yourself and uh, drive a wedge between your podcast. I'm currently, this is my Yoko Ono moment, is the project podcast. Made sure that Mr. J has his own project, which is pop culture perspective, but we both come back to next on stage one. So I think it's great breathing life into your own thing that you can not bother your co-hosts with with all of the ideas that you come into oh god bless them they're just they're just very analytical and i like to think i'm analytical but i just rather just try anything like just try something and see if it works it works if it doesn't you just move on but unfortunately they're not like that so i'm just kind of doing my own thing put some energy into that we and it's like a perfect situation because yes. we can have a little best in both worlds. Well, I want you to send me send me the name of your new uh, project, Mike. I will do that. that. That way I can support you there. I appreciate that. So another person who also talks to other podcasts and he also does a lot of lifting, which is Jeff. And we've been we've all been supporting each other in this great little community, right? And it, it's so awesome to have people like the podcast father in here in this space, Zach in here in this space, Heather in here in the space, Torch. You know, we've we've got so many people. Let's talk to Podcast Father, Jeff. You you went from having one podcast becoming into this new podcast with the podcaster, becoming an icon. How does how do you breathe life into this new podcast? Wow, that's extremely kind words. I've never thought of myself as an icon. Well, thanks. <laughs> it, you're, you're gaining traction here. Your big moves. Well, I think you guys are all the true champions, and we'll say that, but thank you. As far as this podcast goes, one cool thing about the way I'm doing things, I can get that brush of fresh air into the podcast depending on who my guest is. Like today, I released an episode with Eric Woods. I think he's in here, Cinematic Sound Radio. I've had dozens of Eric's listeners DM me on here today talking about how much they enjoyed the episode. So, depending on who the guest is, you can really you know, get that new breath of fresh air. You can hear that feedback from new listeners. And every couple of weeks that, that, that happens, and that's it's awesome. Eric, what do you have to say for that? I have a very, very good community. I have a close-knit community, and I'm so glad that they're around to, uh, you know, to say these things. But, I mean, honestly, and, I, and I've said this to, to Jeff constantly since I, I've been on his show, and well, it's been a couple of weeks. I think what he is doing is extremely unique and i wish i could just read the review that i i, I 
put on uh, pod for, for the podcast. I just I've never experienced an interview the way I have when I was on with with Jeff because it just seems like it was always the same question for every other interview that I was on besides one. But he went and dug a little deeper. And even though I thought that the topic was over, he was always still very curious about one other little thing. And then we'd go off on another tangent. And I think we talked about interviewing and and, and talking to others on your show and, and what the right way of doing it. I think Jeff is doing it the right way. And I really appreciate that, you know, he wanted me on the show, but he also... He did his research, but it didn't seem like it came off like he was overly prepared. It was just like, hey, Eric, let's start talking. And then all of a sudden, it's like he he knew one thing and then there's the other thing. And it almost sounded like, you know, a Howard Stern interview or something like um, inside the actor's studio where he'd find a little nugget of something. You're like, well, how in the world did he know about that? Or or why would he be interested in that? So I just love what he's doing for the community. And I think he's really one of the best things that's happened to indie podcasting. And I'm, I'm just fascinated by listening to all the other uh, people that are on his, um, on his podcast. Cause you're getting perspectives from some huge creators down to the small creators and all his equals. And we're always learning something. And so if you're looking to breathe new life into your podcast, I highly recommend you go and listen to his show because there's just there's there's a wealth of information in there that's going to help you uh, grow as a podcast. And um, I I I wish I could say more, but what Jeff's doing is is absolutely superb. I think we all know that's the reason why we all follow him. You know, if you get a chance to be on this show, it is a it's a world class experience, and he's just so calm and down to earth and it's like you know you're two buddies at a bar having a beer and chatting about the great thing is that you're chatting about you you know the the most interesting topic is of course you and and he lets you talk about yourself and and it's so it's so great i know i'm rambling but yeah jeff keep doing the great work thank you appreciate that torch i saw your hundred different times you pressed the hundred button i appreciate that too no but seriously thank you eric Oh, by the way, Torch, the, the legend comment uh, on that preview that Jeff put out a couple of days ago was hilarious. Yeah, man. I'm over here blushing. I don't think Torch knew how random I was going to be going into that. <laughs> I got him with a few things. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I when I got into podcasting and I talk about this on, on Anchor, I had Oprah, Howard Stern, Michael Jordan, and Herb Kent. As my collage, and I apologize. My my fur baby is snoring, so if y'all hear that, I apologize. Nonetheless, so when when Jeff gave me that awesome opportunity to be on all those episodes with the intro, like you said, you know, I get to talk about me, and I'm like, this man, this man is the man. I, I look at him like Michael Jordan, and I feel like Scott. I definitely studied the episodes. I I've said it before. His transition transitions from questions are so fucking effortless. The, the way he, he will use psychology, I have yet to hear any any type of fallacy, uh, slippery slope, straw man, nothing like that. To me, it, it, it is so fucking methodical how he does it. So I'm like, yo, to me, I'm like Scotty and he's like MJ and I just have an opportunity to be on the same court. And that happened organically, man. That, you know, that fucking happened organically. So for me, I really feel like that. I'm able to learn from from Mike. And I don't know how many people really, really understand that because I'm not taking that from a podcaster standpoint. I'm taking that from a, a influencer standpoint. You can dig that. You can dig that. And he'll tease me for saying this shit, but that to me is raw. I love this community. I love the way that we support 
I love the way that you guys are helping each other get give feedback. I mean, this is stuff that we need to be able to hear and we need to be able to talk to one another. You know, cinematic sound here, you guys don't don't know, but they 25 years. Oh my god, I can't I, I can't even tell you how amazing that is in radio. You need you need to tell every more stop being so humble and tell more about yourself. <laughs> I know <laughs> okay. All right, all right. What do you want to know that you didn't hear on Jeff's show? <laughs> well, I haven't heard it yet, so don't don't me don't trust. Well, I, I haven't heard I, it yet. I don't want to take up too much <laughs> of the time because there's there's so many people here that want to want to say something. But I mean, it started in 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 college. I had an idea for a show that I wanted to hear that wasn't available on you know FM radio, and I heard a a show streamed online all the way from Seattle. And I, and I was living in um, Hamilton, which is sort of around Toronto, Ontario. And I'm like, that's the kind of show I want to do. I want to play my favorite genre of music on the radio. So that was film music. I wanted to play the orchestral scores. I wanted to play Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Backdraft, The Rocketeer, Braveheart, whatever. And that's what I wanted to share my love for the genre. And so I got airtime and the best place to get airtime, if anybody's interested in getting on radio, go to either community radio or go to a, go to a college radio station. I thought I was only going to be on for a year because it was my last year of college and the station manager loved the show so much that I stayed on for 10 years. That was an incredible experience and, and a lot of great things came about because of that. I mean, I got to go to recording sessions. I got to meet so many great composers and things of that sort. I mean, amount of free music I got. I mean, I've like about six, 7,000 albums here and about 90% of it I never paid for. And, you know, those are the perks of, of doing it. But it's when my son was born after that 10th year, I knew I couldn't do the FM show anymore because I needed to dedicate my time to him, but I didn't want the show to end. So that's when I found on-demand streaming through real audio. And then, of course, I got into podcasting, and that's where the audience really blew up for me, that people were able to access it anywhere and at any time. And then, of course, it's turned into a, a network. We have 10 separate shows now, uh, seven or eight different hosts. And again, back on the topic of breathing life into your podcast, I think I know my film music and television music, but I don't necessarily know a lot about video game music, anime. Um, I don't necessarily have time to interview composers or um, talk about, you know, whatever, some topics that I'm not really in or don't really know. And so now I have people that I've brought on board or that really want to do this and they do those things for me. And so that keeps everything fresh. So instead of just listening to the same old program that I've been producing for the past 25 years, I now have a chance to offer different programming. And I find that there's even people on my on Patreon they're like, well, I don't like horror music, so, but I do like anime. I do have that show. Or I'm not a huge fan of television music, but I do like the fact that you have a, a show on horror music or whatever. And those are the type of shows that I, I can let my other hosts dig really deep into, whereas I wouldn't have the time to do that. I can still now do my own thing, and I can also evolve as a broadcaster myself and try other things while I still have seven or eight other people doing different shows and keeping the content fresh. So, but anybody who likes film, TV, video game music, come on in and, and check out my show. You know, there's always something interesting and we're doing a lot of new interesting things here for the uh, 20th anniversary celebration. That's a long-winded answer, but thanks Pixie for uh, for letting me talk here. 
I just wanted to point out that the fact that you don't know what somebody has going on behind their profile here on Twitter. This is, it's just a wealth of information when you guys jump into my space. And how's it going, Tails? Very good. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I just, well, one thing I'd like to do, like, Pixie Torch, hey guys, I don't really know anyone else too well, but uh, uh, Eric at Cinematic Sound Radio said something really cool, and that's uh, get involved with uh, with college radio or independent radio. It's free, and they're always looking for content. Uh, we're on local college radio station, and this might blow Eric's mind a little bit, but Eric, we are on CFRU Guelph Radio. So I'm not sure if Eric's familiar, but uh, something I just discovered is looking at Eric's profile here. He's from Kitchener, which is about 20 kilometers away from me. I've been at so, the uh, station before. I've, did, I've done a couple of shoots there. I'm a videographer, and I have been uh, have been in that station before. That's that's absolutely incredible to meet you here. Yeah, very cool. to, to And I listened to the show with Torch the other night and uh, Podcast Father. That was great. Uh, and I'm I'm a super nerd with uh, soundtrack music, too, so I'd love to connect with you, Eric. I, we just had um, their name Adrian Tchaikovsky on our show, and I tried to nerd out on 80s shows, and he started to talk about Battle Beyond the Stars. And uh, I nerded out on that being one of James Horner's early pieces, and he really loved it. We had a great time talking about movie music, but... Uh, uh, bringing life into the show, uh, into your podcast. Yeah, get on college radio. Also get different guests. Uh, we we actually just released an episode today with Neil Blumkamp, and it's uh, already blowing up. He, he was just incredible to hang out with, Neil and Peter. Try Obviously, it's hard to get these guests. We're probably not going to get a guest as big as him for a while, but try to get guests. Get uh, guests, hosts. We're trying to look to get some to diversify on our show and get uh, more females that are into science fiction books and film. So we've got a couple lined up to come and help us out with that as well, because we've got to diversify. We don't want to be a boys club and that can very easily happen. That can happen easily with a lot of different uh, shows, but yeah, college radio guests and try something new. Something we're trying is an all trivia episode just to shake things up, just different formats that can help as well. But I mean, I'm no pro. And uh, again, just want to say thank you. This community that you guys have started and I feel a part of is beautiful. And you guys are all so awesome. So so thank you. And uh, I'll keep meeting up with you guys. And, I, and these conversations are fantastic. So thanks, Pixie and Torch, for doing this yet again. Tails, um, I want you to reach out to a friend of mine. Her name is Glaza. And I'll send you her link. She does books. And I think you will just absolutely love her i think it's the connection that you might need for your boys club because she is fantastic cool thank you pixie let's talk to soundtrack ellie hi yeah i have been a part of cinematic sound radio for about a year now i've been still doing my show off and on i've been doing short little episodes and i really appreciate breathing life into your podcast because it's about the fans. It's about those that you connect with. And sometimes you can find somebody that wants to talk about a certain film and you can say, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's talk about a film score and see how that shaped the movie or, or whatever. And sometimes I've had interviews with composers that aren't 
of the movie genre, but they branch out into covers of video games or they do their own music and they're very successful at it and it's all orchestral. And sometimes I've connected with those types of people. It's really helped my audience grow even to see the diversity in film music, in music in general for composing. And also I've interviewed authors or even people that write for comics because they too. Oh, I you got well, torched. I wasn't fun. I was mainly done. I just, I appreciate what Eric has been doing. Glad to be part of his network to share in the 25th anniversary year for Cinematic Sound Radio. That's fantastic. Yes, it's great that you're able to build your audience within the parameters and help Cinematic Sound, you know, the 25th and you're on your one year, you're doing really good thing. What's your next big, bold move for your podcast soundtrack? Oh, what was that again? What's your next big move for your podcast? Well, um, I've got a project in the works I do a, another show through Cinematic Sound called Anime Spectacular, and I'm working on a 25th anniversary special uh, for that show. I'm also reworking a podcast that I did that was a series of podcasts called The History of Science Fiction and Film. So I'm going to try to rework that and try to update it, make it a little bit more unique for my audience and maybe I can get some things from Eric and uh, it'll be a fantastic show. That's awesome. Let's keep celebrating our wins, promoting each other. Let's keep breathing life into our podcast. You guys have been nothing short of fantastic. I love actually plan out my walk and I think about what we're going to talk about. And I look forward to Wednesday's talk. I appreciate every single one of you guys that comes into here, that listens, that participates. Thank you. You don't know how much this means to somebody who is learning how to podcast. You can't put a value on this. Hey, Pixie, one thing I wanted to say, because uh, I got I to gotta run, but we've done a couple rounds of providing feedback for folks that are you know, looking for it on their shows when we have a little bit of a lull in our recording schedule. If anyone wants to send their show or, or DM it, I'll, I'll add it to our list. And then when things start to uh, open up, we'll listen in. And I like to listen to shows in real time and provide you the feedback as it happens. So that way you're getting an organic review. You're not getting someone saying that, they looked at your logo and said, I love the show. These three people are on it and you talk about things. It's not that kind of review. So just, yeah, just a, uh, an open invite for folks on that. And I, I look forward to following y'all. What were you going to say, Torch? <laughs> I want to thank you as well for having these spaces, for allowing me to be your co-host, for giving me all the great advice continuously give for free, mind you, for being a pillar. You know, you don't often give yourself credit enough on here, especially as well as when, as when we talk. But big ups to you, you know, hosting a, a space full of people who love to talk about themselves. It's a difficult ish and you do it effortlessly well. I learn from you every freaking time. Blessed to be a co-host. And I mean that. So thank you. I, you know, I'm, I'm steadily paying homage to you on how to run. You, you're way too nice. Talk. Right. Talk. Look at Look at my numbers. I mean, you and I spoke. Look at my numbers. You know, real talk. No, that, that, that's because people want to hear what you have to say. It's not me. It's, <laughs> it's 
people resonate with the spoken word that you're saying, that's what generates the interest, the thought, and you reaching out and talking to other people. That's really what's building your numbers. It's not me. I'm just here to help and f- facilitate, no you know, the connections. <laughs> that's really what you, it is. You, you, you have taught me, you know, how to host here on Twitter, you know, and I mean that. I mean that. So that. That does help. You can't you, you can't be rough and raw all the damn time. You have you have to know how to host. You have to know when to shut the fuck up. You have to know when to engage, when to ask the right questions here in Twitter space. When it comes to podcasting, Jeff definitely gets that. You know, so I'm telling you, you maybe you do know what you have and you just try to be modest, but I'm dead ass serious right now. Like, listen, my numbers are a result of yes, learning from you and me putting in that work. So it's a combo. So thank you. I mean that. Thank you. I just appreciate all of you guys hanging out with me, especially here on Twitter, which can be very toxic. I just appreciate that everybody that joins, that talk, there's so much positivity with people. And and I know there's a lot of people who hate positivity, but I don't want to be negative. I mean, I could be negative. I could be the shit sandwich that I have to be sometimes. This space, this project podcast, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy being here with you guys. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but I did record my first couple of YouTube videos and we are currently editing for the YouTubes to make this project podcast a real podcast. So with that, guys, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Podcast with Pixie. I want to invite you every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you have a podcast or want to start one, join the conversation. Follow me on Twitter, Pixie at next on stage one. See you soon, guys.